This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Such a wonderful presence of the Lord in the house today. Want um, you to continue to worship uh, God. We simply acknowledge Him and acknowledge His presence in this house. You know, giving is a giving is a worship. If it's not, you know, uh, make it a worship. Amen. You traded time and energy and all these things uh, in exchange. Uh, for just a little dab that'll do you for a little while, but I'll tell you what: when we, when the Bible says that our prayers and our offerings are eternal, they're eternal. That little dab that you that that God asks us for is just simply the first, and I can tell you that the barrel will not run out or the oil cruise will not go dry. Amen. Well, let's worship the Lord, if we will, for just a moment, because I have a wonderful expectation. Uh, I, <clears throat> my heart really began to burn uh, this morning with some things that I heard, and I want to, uh, I'm, not, I'm not sent to everybody, <clears throat> but perhaps here in the house or online that there is a somebody that God, I know this by the Holy Spirit, wants to do something today for. There's a someone that there's a something for today. I believe there's someone that's going to get answers to their askings today. I believe that there are receivings of the believings available to you today. I want that to sink down for you to think about that for just a, a moment. I'm asking the Holy Spirit to bring the reality uh, of that because God is the real deal, isn't He? Amen. And truth is that in when we hear the truth, the measurement of that is all of a sudden we know and understand just a little, you know, something from someone, for somebody, special today. He's going to give you special attention. I said special attention. There's a special presence of God in this place today. We say, well, I don't feel anything. Well, wait a while, honey. (laughs) Just wait a while. Sometimes we just need to wait. You know, uh, God parked in the driveway, but he's not in the front door yet. Are you listening? He might be tooting the horn, wondering if anybody's home. Rap on the window, throw the blind up, wave and say real big, I'm, someone's here, someone's ready to receive what God has for them today. Is this registering with anybody? You know, I, I tell you, sometimes I have to look at my neighbor and say, I don't know about you, but I came with an expectation Because Jesus is always, every morning, his mercies are new. And every morning, there's a word for that day. And I'll tell you, this Sunday morning, you got up on into something where, anyhow, 
special attention. Anybody here been needing some special attention? Let me tell you, you got the attention of God. There's some answers for your askings. I don't know what you're bold enough to come to his throne and find mercy and take the grace that he's offering, but it says just ask. All you have to do is ask. Anybody been asking God some things? About someone or this or that or whatever. Well, there's about to be some answers. We're talking about restoration. You don't even have to stir yourself up today. I'm telling you, the Spirit of God is stirring hearts in this place. I hope that He's turning heads where where you can see, let's look to God today. There's no reason for you to go away without receiving Anything that you're believing God for. But like Pastor Sandy, the Spirit of God speaks says, are you believing? See, you have an expectation. God wants to answer the askings. Don't ask small things of a great king. Now he's all in the details, but let's get the main point. Amen. God's big enough, isn't he? He is greater than anything thing or anyone hallelujah all right we're in the book of ruth in the first chapter we've been uh, uh one word from god restoration restoration there's so many scriptures that talk about restoration but the bible talks about in acts that there would be uh after repentance you know sometimes let me say this about repentance you know there. There's this repentance that runs about this deep. It's shallow. We feel sorry. Are you listening? But that's all it is. It doesn't lead to 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 true repentance. Repentance from God's side is that we turn and we go in a different direction. See? And I don't know about you, but my personal experience with it is I've told God I'm sorry about a lot of things. But I have, it, it had to be long enough and strong enough, the consequences of my choice for me to truly repent, to go in a different direction. <clears throat> Repentance, that times of refreshing might come from the Lord until the, the final restoration See, I I believe that God wants to make restoration in your life a permanent thing, not a temporary fix, but a permanent possession in your life. That you possess, uh, see, the, the person, the presence, the power, all that God is, all that God has, all that God wants to be and do. In your life, that you and I are filled to the overflowing as a witness of just the goodness of God. When people see you and I, they're, they're uh, you, even just your shadow casts the glory of God. People will be healed even in your shadow, physically, but also relationally, emotionally. I mean, that when there's just be a presence of peace. And right, enjoy the kingdom come and God's willing be, will being done in you first, then through you. That's how it works. All right, redemption. So 
We'll uh, subtitle this today, Hope Highway. Hope Highway. We're in the book of Ruth in the first chapter, and the story begins with once upon a time, but I'm here to tell you that it ends with happy ever after. It's not the beginning, but the ending, the finishing, that matters most. If life collapses into a pile of rubble, climb up on top of the ruins and start the restorations. You were made to live on top, the head, not the tail. God's not going to leave you like he found you. If you're down right now, let me tell you, God is big enough to reach that far down and pick you up, but he is not going to just do it halfway. He's going to put you on top, on top. Get on top, amen? Now, in this, I can relate to Naomi, you know, uh, and there, this is, uh, I thought you said we're in the book of Ruth. Yeah, but it begins with Naomi because there has to be the Naomi's in order for there to ever be the Ruth's. The Naomi's have been through some troubles and some struggles and learned some life lessons. How many of you know some of life's lessons are rough and tough? They're hard to come by but if we learn the lesson then it's profitable to us isn't it but I'm talking to the older generation the Naomi's perhaps that understand that the high road leads to God leads to his will and his way and his place where his grace is and that they also understand that the low road leads away from God that good ideas are not always God ideas, that what seems right may not always be right. Naomi's are the ones that know that life is multiple choice, but you're never so stuck that you don't have a choice, a choice to believe God to get you out and to set you loose. No matter the pit of destruction, how low you go. And I thought about, you know, the Bible talks about the pit of destruction. Uh, I'll tell you what, now there's some that are, you know, uh, maybe just a foot or so deep and you get stuck for a little while. There's some places that we can go around here, the gravel pits, the quarry pits that are pretty deep. Are you listening? cover a big expansive area there's some things you can get into in life you know in one more step that it might take a while to get you out are you listening but you can never go so low that God is not able to deliver you lift you which is how he delivers us he lifts our life and he sets us on the highway of hope and encourages us in Romans 37 and 34. We need some encouragement today, don't we? Maybe you're the someone today that needs some encouragement. We're encouraged to put your hope in the Lord and travel steadily along his path. I I believe that uh, becoming steadfast in order to be steadily on his path, you're going to need some hope. The hope comes before the steadfastness. You're going to need some hope, you know, when you find yourself in the middle. So we see Naomi leading the way. There is a generation that needs to be led. Paul said this, follow me as I follow the Lord. 
Follow those that are following the Lord. Now, it's not a trouble-free life. The Bible didn't promise us a trouble-free life. But it did promise us a carefree in the care of God life. It did promise us a wonderful, abundant life, but not a trouble-free life. It promised us an overcoming life of faith. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. But faith has to have a blueprint, doesn't it? There's a highway. Just like if you are going from here to the Canadian border, you might have to switch rails a time or two. You might, you might get on Restoration Road, but you might have to, uh, you know, uh, turn left on Hope Highway. You might have to, uh, you know, uh, turn right on Peace Path. You might, are you listening? Amen? Life is not without its twists and turns and adjustments now. Some of you are having trouble adjusting to the new normal. Let me tell you, keep your eyes on the new normal that you haven't seen yet, but you've heard whispers. You might have caught a glimpse out of the corner of your eye while you're looking to the Lord. All of a sudden, uh, you know, uh, Jesus comes and he said this, it'll be like lightning. All of a sudden, you'll be not just thunderstruck, but but the word, the word will, like lightning, give a little light to the landscape. I'm talking to somebody today. Now don't make me holler like Pastor Sandy. I'm going to let her spin herself out on that. Amen. So we see Naomi leading the way. She found that there are those, the Naomi's find that there are those who want to follow and who will follow those who are following God. You know, the Bible begins this, it says, one day Naomi got herself together. She started out on the journey towards God. And she discovered that it was some distance. I don't believe it was any small track. Uh, You know, there are varying accounts of how far it was. Needless to say, it doesn't matter once you started No matter the distance, one must continue. So we'll join Naomi on this continuing. And I like to think of this continuing part as the place where you're not there yet, but you're encouraged that you're on the right road. You hope it's the right road. You can't see there from here yet. But the Bible in Romans 8, 24 and 25 helps our understanding uh, should we stumble or stagger along the way. The Bible talks about people that stumbled and staggered at the promise in doubt and unbelief and it also talks about those that did not stagger at the promise of God. Perhaps you might be one, someone who has been tempted uh, to be to stumble or to stagger. Have you ever realized that on the road of following God, there's still a devil who will trip you up? Ever been tripped up? Ever been tricked? Ever been deceived just because you didn't know? You thought it was the right road. You didn't see the dead end sign. But you got down in a little cul-de-sac and you had to turn back. And get back on the right road like Naomi here. You know, but the longer and stronger than anticipated at the start, the progress in the process is slow as you go. The Bible talks about hope is the saving grace. The uh, the voice 
translation says it this way, for we have been saved in this hope and for this future. But hope does not involve what we already have or see. For who goes around hoping for what he already has? But if it, but if we wait expectantly for things we have never seen, that would that would be that would be uh, experienced or encountered for ourselves. That word "see" doesn't mean just with the natural eye. For the things the Bible says that are seen are temporary, but the things that are not seen are eternal. And we get glimpses of that. It says, I has not seen. Religiously, people stop short. You know, if you stop short, you're going to fall short of the glory of God. All right? The, the scripture says, I has not seen, ear has not heard of the things, the glorious things that God has prepared for them. Read the next verse. But God has revealed them to us by his spirit. The Bible says that the, uh, that the spirit of men is the candle of the Lord. The Lord will, uh, by his spirit, illuminate you, ignite something within you, start a fire within you. The Bible says that the word is a lamp, and it is a light, lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And over in, uh, um, Hold on just a second. I'll turn over into the book of Luke. I've never seen it. I've read through Luke many, many, many times. But you know, uh, it doesn't mean you've seen all there is to see just because you've been through it. You know, I was, I, it, was, it amazed me at what I saw because God showed it to me. You know, you've got to be looking in order to be seeing for God to show you something. God won't just tell you something, but you need to be listening in order to hear what he's saying. But he'll tell you. But when God tells you something, he shows you and I something, doesn't he? In the book of Luke, this is the prayer of uh, Zechariah, uh, the priest, and he was, um, he was talking about, he was giving pray. he was praising God of for the birth of his impossible baby. His wife was barren all those years, an impossible act of God that happened. So the manifestation of the birth of the baby, uh, he his tongue was loose and he began to pray. Right at the end of the uh, thing it says, through the heartfelt mercies of our God, this is down around, let's see here, verse, it's in chapter 1, um, Luke chapter 1. Oh, it's way down here. Almost verse. It's verse uh, 78 or so. There you go. Through the heartfelt mercies of our God, God's sunrise will break in upon us, shining on those in darkness, those sitting in the shadow of death, then showing us the way. Now listen to this one foot at a time. One foot at a time. Well, I just need to get a ticket, see, get on the plane, sleep, watch the movie, eat some peanuts, wake me up when I get there. It don't work that way in kingdom things. Showing us the way 
one foot at a time down the path of peace. Boy, that was just a revelation, but also a confirmation. You know, I live by this little saying, little by little, step by step, day by day, one by one. That's how God and me get things done. Maybe that's for someone here today. It goes on to say this. But if we wait expectantly for things we have never seen, then we hope with true perseverance and eager anticipation. The Passion Bible says, but hope means that we must trust. Boy, that's, you know, I've heard the Lord, had the, the Lord say to me many times, just trust. But here he says, you must trust. Hope means that we must trust and wait for what is yet to be seen. We wait patiently, keep on waiting for its fulfillment. Now you may see it in the, in, from the invisible realm because God shows it to you, but he intends to bring it into the natural realm. This is how God does things. God didn't just step out on nothing and do, you know, without doing something. What was in his heart, we're walking on right now. You're breathing that air. That sun, he put that there for you. It do what it's supposed to do every day until it's done. Till God says it's done. What God began, God continues until God finishes it. And if you're going to walk with God and work with God, what he starts, you've got to stay with it till it all comes true. And true means it's true in your heart, but it's going to be in your hand. I'm helping somebody today. Now listen, hope is like the fuel of the gas in the car. You've got, to keep your, you've got to keep your tank full to keep on continuing till you get there. Well, I, well, I believe God back in the day, but you know, it seemed like God just ain't doing what he said. Where, where's your hope? Where's your patient expectation? Where's the perseverance? Because it's a process. If it's a long way from here, have you ever looked at something God said, dear God in heaven, that's a far piece from here. That's a long way from where I am right now. What you're saying is, is impossible. You can't get there from here. Come on now. In our mind, we just, reasoning says, you cannot get there from here. God says, well, I'm already there. I'm speaking to you from there. I'm here. I know where you are. I know what's happening, but I'm telling you, I call things from the beginning, listen, that are not now, but that will be because I said so. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say, so. God calls the end from the beginning, so am I. Oh, Jesus is Lord of all my harvest. Are you hearing? I'm turning from the sowing and the growing towards the harvest. And I say, Jesus is the Lord, the one who provided me with the seed, the one who is the grower, the one who's the multiplier and the increaser, the one who cannot ignore a seed no matter how small. If I ever get it into his hands and keep it there, it ain't going to be the same when he gets done with it. I'm going to turn towards the Lord of the harvest. He can do what I... Listen, I got one job, and he did that for me. 
He provided me with the seed. And all I got to do is just stay with it long enough. Stay with Him long enough to realize let Him increase. Oh, let Him work out. Let Him develop the plans that He has for you. But it's a process. It's a process. Oh, you might have to pull over a time or two. You know, Sunday we're open for business 24-7. I mean, it don't mind people pulling up and say, hit me up, son. I, I, we'll pump it. We'll pump the gas for you. Are uh, you listening? It's already been paid in full. You didn't, This ain't going to cost you nothing now. See, are you listening? We're offering it for free. We've been in front of God all, all uh, lifelong <laughs> now. But all, all week long. Are you listening? Early this morning, got up, opened up for business. You know, I mean, made sure that uh, uh, checked the meter. Oh yeah, there's plenty. Let me tell you, I put the I put the pole down in the in the in the tank in the ground. God's got plenty of something for someone today that needs something from God. Come on, anybody here? Anybody in this house? See now, hope is like the fuel. Romans 15 and 13 says this. It says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely. Oh, honey, don't drive off thinking that you've got to get away without paying. Don't drive off now. Don't drive off with less than what you, you know. Well, all I got is $2. That's enough. If you want to make a donation, fine, but it's free. The God of hopes wanted to fill you. Fill your tank up. Honey, get you up and get you going. I I mean, sometimes I have been where they had to push me into the station. I had run short. Fallen short. Didn't have enough to make it. But I knew that if I could just get to the house on a Sunday or on a Wednesday, used to be back in the day. You remember back in the day when, you know, when we took God serious enough that we couldn't get enough of God and any time the door was open, we was there anyhow. But back in, you understand what I'm saying. I learned back then, oh, honey, I read the signs, there's a filling station up ahead. It might be 10 miles and I look at my and it reminds me you're an idiot you know you've done some stupid stuff this week the idiot lights go on and just didn't blink it came on it goes 15 miles you go it's, oh, oh I don't know if I'm going to make it or not but if I can just get myself under the anointing if I can get under the floor of the nun if I can just get in the house where the word of the Lord is honored and treasured and is preached if I can just I need a fill up Somebody hand me some hope. I've lived a lot of years in hope and I've come too far. I believe Naomi, I believe Naomi was tired. Old woman, you understand? This ain't no easy thing for an old woman. And the young woman could just run way up ahead and come back and all that, but she's helping her along while... Naomi's helping Ruth along and, and, the, and the going's kind of slow because, you know, I mean, when you're bitter, she said, I'm bitter. When you're bitter, you'll have arthritis. Uh, your joints won't work. You'll be, you'll be all dried up. You understand? Well, I'm not taking license with it. She said, call me bitter. Bitterness will give you stuff. Maladies and malfunction in your body. Cost you more than you want to pay. Oh, old limping along lady. Amen. A lot of lady, but a limping lady. 
Hallelujah. Ever just limped on? <laughs> you, ever, you ever just felt you were just limping along, running on air? I mean, just running by the seat of your britches, I believe. You know, because she said this when she got ready to, she turned to her daughters after they'd been away. She said, you know, listen, y'all need to turn back. Don't come on with me. She said, even if there was any natural hope, who's going to wait that long? I can't give you nothing else. I've given my all. I have nothing left to give. I have nothing. Hopeless. Bitter. I believe, you know, you know, boy, the pull to go back where you came from will be stronger than the pull that God has on you to come forward. At some time, He got to break you loose from that which was. And listen, and throw His rope of hope around you and keep pulling on you. Are you hearing? To get you to where you where he wants you to go. Anybody ever been there? I'll tell you when you're at the bottom, the hardest step is the first step up. When you're in the lowest valley, at your lowest point, the hardest step is the first step to look up and to start back up the hill again. To crawl up on top of the ruins. To start up on top of the rubble that is your life. fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now I'm going to tell you something. I understand I'm not going to make it a theological argument and all that kind of stuff. I'm not going to argue over it because I know the Holy Spirit is a Him. And I need more. I've simply said this, God, if, if the Holy Spirit is more of you, I don't understand that. I don't have to know everything, but if it's more of you, I need all I can get. Man, I miss hell by a whisker. Are you listening? And I'm hunting hard the other way. And if the Holy Spirit's been sent here, and I search the Scriptures for myself... I said I searched the scriptures for myself because somebody told me this one and another one told me that one, but I decided for myself. I still do that today. Are you listening? Oh, Jesus said that. He goes, you know, he goes, what are folks saying? They said, well, somebody said this or somebody said that. He said, but let me ask you, who do you say I am? Do you know? And Peter said, you're the son of the Messiah. You're the son of the living God. And he said, I'll tell you something. That one didn't tell you this. That other one didn't tell you that. He said, but God himself revealed it to you. Know him for your own self. I can imagine Naomi saying, oh, I don't know, this might have been a mistake. This, this, I heard about what God was doing, but I don't know if I can make it. I'm old, it's long, it's too strong. I I don't know if this was a, you know, I don't know if this was a good idea or not. But you know, there's something about being on the right road. How would you know it's the right road? Here comes hope. Here comes hope. Here comes hope. Here comes hope. Sometimes hope is you're so wore out and ragged out. Are you listening? Uh, that, uh, you know, just a biscuit and a little blona and coffee in the morning will help you along your way. If it's from God. 
if it's from God. Elijah's completely worn out. He goes, I'm the only one. It's hopeless. I mean, crawled up in the fetal position, wanted to die. And an angel was sent and, and baked him a biscuit and had bologna fried. Are you listening? Had coffee by the fireside. And he woke up in the morning. You don't believe that, do you? Elijah was a southern boy. He goes, look, look here, y'all. Where'd this biscuit and bologna come from? There's been a famine in the land. We ain't even seen bologna in a long time. But boy, howdy, I'll tell you what now. God knows that can't nobody do me like Jesus. Some of you are going yuck and some of you are going yum. Leave the bologna alone, understand? Fill you till you overflow. Not just a little dab will do you. You are not a survivor. You are meant to be a thriver. You're not just going to get through, honey. You are going to go through. And you are going to come through. And God's going to see you through. And you are going to stand in victory and triumph over every trial and test and temptation. You are going to overflow and abound. One Bible says the abound in hope. I'm abounding in hope. Are you listening? Hope is helping me. I know that I cannot look at what I see with my natural eye, but I have seen something when I looked at God. When I looked in this scripture, I saw someone that God did something to. And do you think he's going to leave me out, God, on your life? I have the better covenant. I have the better promises. I have been signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit. I am in Christ. In His anointing. I am in everything He ever done. Everything He'll ever do. I'm in Him. Oh, I want to know today. Are you, in, are you hopeless? Let's get you up into Jesus. Let's get you into the hope of salvation, which is the cross of Jesus Christ. You're at a crossroads in your life. Listen, don't say it's hopeless. He is the source of our hope. The only hope for the world is Jesus. And what Jesus did at the cross is more than enough. More than enough. The Aramaic Bible says this, but the God of hope shall fill you with all joy. See, we went from, we went went from, I pray that. Are you listening? We we went from the asking, may God do that. It's not can. May is permissive. Can is, is in the ability. Absolutely he can, but may he. See? Now we're, I like the Aramaic uh, uh, Bible. You know, Jesus spoke the Aramaic. Uh, the Aramaic. Yes. Yeah. Are you listening? Language of the day. The Aramaic, the Aramaic Bible translates it this way. All are true. Are you hearing? But it's a progression. But the God of hope shall Oh, I've been hearing this in my spirit lately. You know, God, if he really wants you to get it, he'll repeat himself. Huh? You know, the liars will tell lies until they believe it's true, hoping that you will too. But, you know, the truth will set you free. You only need to hear it one time. You go, that's a lie. I mean, that's a lie. Liar. Amen. But God is true and he, will, he does not mind repeating himself. And that's how you know, are you listening, that it is true because he keeps saying the same thing. And I've been hearing this in my spirit lately. He says, oh, surely shall. Amen. 
Well, what's that? That is the Bruce Whitehill understanding translation of when Jesus says, truly, truly. Truly, truly would turn down into Shirley Shaw. Surely shall, God says, I'm telling you the truth now. I surely shall. So you surely shall be receiving all that you're believing. What you believe in. What you believe in. Where's your hope? Amen. I like this. He says, the God of hope shall, everybody say, surely shall, fill you with all joy and peace by faith that you shall superabound. Super abound in his hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Passion Bible says, Now may God, the inspiration and fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with his super abundance until you radiate with hope. We see this hope in Abraham, the Bible says in Romans, the fourth chapter and 18. And I believe that uh, I I believe that uh, this, that, you know, what has been written for us is written for our example. I believe these stories were handed down as far as I know, you know, uh, Ruth. Followed Abraham. What God did in Abraham in Genesis was a story handed down the generation. Naomi would have known that. Naomi would have had a a girl that said, No, I'm not leaving you. Oh, younger generation, I'm not leaving you. I'm not going to leave you. See, where you go, I'm going to go. Where you stay, I'm going to stay. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. So she's, so, so tell me again, Naomi, mother Naomi, where are we going? Oh, Ruth, we're going back home. We're going, we're going where God is because we know that God isn't here. But we know, but I'll tell you, she go, tell me the stories again. She said, well, you know, it all started with our relative Abraham. And let me give you the gist of it. It says that when all the odds, this would be particularly pertinent to this kind of a personal conversation between these two women. Because they said this, uh, against all odds. See, to be two women on the road, are you listening? All by yourself. That's a dangerous thing in that day. Are you listening? Against all odds, Abraham's hope grew into full-fledged faith. So before there can be full-fledged faith, I have to follow through with hope. It says Abraham's hope against all odds, see, that he would... 
that he would turn out to be the father of many nations just as God had promised. You know, I just believe in here in the seventh month, which is God's month, my July, I've heard God say, is this, that, you know, God just kind of is God all by himself and he's put his finger on the balance scale of your life and tipping things, turning things. You know how you know when things turn is, is one of, it just, uh, again, for me, this morning, I, uh, before I ever read the Bible, I'm getting all my stuff out there on the, back porch and everything from my private time and I, I, I begin to hear the spirit of the Lord say he said you know he said that you're turning he said when you he said you're turning from the sowing and the growing you're turning towards the harvest now I'm going to show you I'm going to tell you and I'm going to show you we're going to start talking about the harvest for your life and the first word he gave me he said this you declare you say this Jesus is Lord of all my harvest now I'll tell you you know, uh, I've been sowing. I believe that God's been growing, me and all it. But it's time to turn towards the harvest and have some hope in the harvest. Oh, we hope in the seed, don't we? We plow in hope. We hope in the sowing. We're hoping during the growing, but we've tasted some first fruits, but that's only the beginning. That's not the full harvest. But it's time to turn towards the harvest. And it says this uh, passion against all odds when it looked hopeless. Anybody here today that it looks hopeless? It. Doesn't matter what it is, but it looks hopeless. Abraham believed the promise and expected God to fulfill it. He took God at his word. The Message Bible says he dared to trust God to do what only God could do. With a word, make something out of nothing. When everything was hopeless, Abraham believed anyway. Listen, believe anyway. Why? It says he didn't focus on his own impotence or what he could do or couldn't do in the natural. He didn't focus on his ability and say it's hopeless. Don't say it's hopeless. Remember this little tongue in the, in the middle of the mess. When the, when the squeeze is on, you need to say so. It could go either way, depending on your say-so. Oh, I don't believe that. Well, you know, then you'll eat the fruit of that. The Bible says that there, when you delight, it says the, the, the uh, uh, actually it says the, the uh, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And, and. Uh, those can delight to eat the fruit of it. If you know the secret of it, you can, you can delight in eating the fruit of life. 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 If Jesus' words are true, the sower sows the word. What's he, how, do you, how do words come about? You say them. You speak them. Why would God say, let the redeemed of the Lord say so? I mean, if you can't say anything else, you know, the devil says this and says that. It ain't going to happen. You're never going to make it. It's hopeless. You know, forget it. There's no turnaround. This thing's going to tip the, uh, the other way and you're going to be destroyed. You know, give you a picture of, you know, uh, your, uh, 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 you need to make your final arrangements. I've already made my final arrangements. I don't care what to do with my body. Amen. Don't sing no... Don't sing no bad song, sad song over me. Amen. When I get where I'm going, 
Don't cry for me down here. Are you listening? Hallelujah. Well, we'd miss you. It would be good to be missed. Amen. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you what, I'm not going to miss heaven just because you'll miss me. Amen. We had a friend. This is no lie. I had a friend. Godly people. I mean, spirit-filled, crazy, foolish-looking people back in the day when that wasn't the thing. Hmm? Tongue-talking, pray for the sick, and all that kind of people. Old Pat seen Stubby. Stubby, Stubby died. He had heart condition. Well, Stubby died. And uh, uh, Patsy called him back. She said, you're not... I mean, called him back in the emergency room. He woke up and said, Patsy, let me go. I'm ready to go. Why'd you call me back? I'm ready to go. Let me go. And so she did and he did. Amen. But see, there's, there's power in life. Amen. When the devil says all that, just say, you know, the Bible says even death is the last enemy to be putting underneath our feet. Amen. Are you listening? I'm going to be 120 long and strong. That's promised to me. That's my hope. Well, you got to have a hope. You know, well, you're going to live long. Well, I hope so. Well, how long? Well, nobody knows. Well, probably you don't know then. Amen. Aim for 120. If you hit low, you probably hit higher than most folk. Because they're, they're ready to die now. I digress. We're getting off track here. Amen. Glory to God. It, when the devil does all his stuff, it's to get you to take the thought saying... Amen. The Bible says if anybody believes in his heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and confesses with his mouth Jesus as Lord, he shall be saved. Now why is the believing and the saying tied together in the same scripture where salvation is concerned? Because you can't just believe it in your heart. You have to say it with your mouth. And if you say so, oh honey, just like God, it is so. There's times where God will say stuff. I say, if you say so, it is so. So, I'm redeemed. The devil says this, says that. And I go, so, I'm redeemed. <laughs> what you going to do with that? That's all God's deal. Amen. I'm just believing him. How about you today? The Bible says Abraham didn't say it's hopeless. Didn't focus on what he couldn't do, what it wasn't, all that, what you don't have, all that kind of, he didn't focus on that. He looked to God and focused on the promise. Matter of fact, the Bible says he jumped in feet first into the promise and he came up, listen, strong in faith. You jump into hope, are you listening? You'll come up and stay in hope long enough, you'll come up strong in faith. I'm helping you today. Listen, sometimes we, you know, we, we need God to do it instantly. Well, absolutely, if a baby cries, you're going to be instantaneous in whatever, attending to that needs. But, you know, if Pastor Ron starts crying right now, I'm going to say, well, what's the problem? And we're going to talk about the progress. We're going to handle the promise and we're going to be patient. Are you listening where that's concerned? And I'll tell you what, unequivocally, we can say, listen, you'll say in the end, boy, God saw me through. Are you hearing? Isn't that right? Amen. <laughs> Woo, this is good stuff. He didn't tiptoe around God's promise asking cautiously skeptical questions. He plunged into the promise and came up strong 
ready for God, sure that God would make good on what he said. Naomi, at some point, you know, uh, she had to absolutely immerse herself in hope. I believe Ruth was part of that. You know, there's, uh, there's nothing, the, the, the new generations are so hopeful for the future. Even they don't, they don't know that they can't fail. They will fail, but they don't know it yet. Amen. Older folks have failed, but don't get stuck in the failure. Continue on to victory. Because, you know, when doubts dive bomb your thoughts, when unbelief assails your reason, when everything seems hopeless, points to the hopelessness, believe anyway. Continue no matter what. Just trust because we must trust. Hope means we must trust. Stay steady. Walk. Uh, Steady. The Bible in one place says, in uh, one translation of Psalm 37, it says, wait. It, it interchanges hope and wait in the same thing along his path. And it's not, uh, it's not a passive thing. It's an active thing. They're still walking. They're still walking. If you're ever going to get there, you have to keep walking with God. Yes. You have to travel steady. Put your hope in God, walk steadily along his path. Not fits and starts and stops, but walk steadily. The scripture teaches God's will and God's way. And if you'll give me just another minute or so uh, here. Uh, God's will and God's way. You know, uh, in, and I want to turn over there too. Uh, this is a very powerful, uh, very powerful passage uh, of scripture in the fourth chapter Actually, starting in the uh, in the third uh, chapter, um, it gives the backdrop of this that there were people who started out with God, and but they didn't stay with God. They didn't stay steadily on His path. They went for a time of testing and trial in the wilderness. He was taking them where He wanted them to be where he could do what he wanted to do for them and with them and through them. But there's always a test, isn't there, in our life of what? The Bible says their faith was tested, whether or not they would believe God. Our faith is tested. Don't think it a strange thing when these different kinds of tests and trial, what are they about? They're testing your faith. It says let patience or continuance or steadiness. See, hold you steady. Stay steady with God. Just keep walking with God. Heaven is absolutely assured if you won't quit walking with God. There are empty chairs here today that people sat in. I've watched them. I've watched them. Are you listening? Fall away from God. I've watched them go their own way. And I can, uh, you know, I mean unequivocally, in the pit of destruction. I mean, if you quit God, who else is there? If you get outside the circle of blessing, there's only the curse. And you know, these people, every time they got under, under pressure, I'm going back to Egypt, everything was free there. It all free. Onions and fish and leeks and, I mean, biscuits, blowny biscuits. We could go down there to Jackson anytime we wanted, order a blowny biscuit, you know. And, you know, all the while you're saying, fool, you were a slave. It weren't free. You paid for that. 
I mean, your grits and gravies cost you more than you know. Huh? Free, free nothing. You weren't free. You were bound in a system that, never, that would always keep you under and never make you on the top. Isn't it funny that we just always, oh, I get, careful, Miss Betty, I'll get to meddling. I'll get to pestering instead of pastoring. I'll get to meddling instead of ministering. But isn't it funny, we always think it was better back in the day. Are you listening? What, with the outhouse? <laughs> and all the other stuff? Are you listening? You get the picture. You know what I'm saying. You know, we're out here, we'd have to have a hitching post and everybody be comparing their mule, their donkey, their horse. And some folks would be walking. It really would be the local church then. And I mean, you wouldn't, couldn't drive as far back in the day. No, the, the glory days are ahead of us. Matter of fact, we're in them. They're going to get greater and greater and greater. Are you listening? Glory to God. Well, let me read this first scripture. It says, for it says uh, these words keep ringing. Well, let me read it here in the message Bible. It says, if we can only keep our grip on the sure thing we started out with, we're in this with Christ for the long haul. These words keep ringing in our ears today. Please listen. Don't turn a deaf ear as in the bitter uprising. For who were the people who turned a deaf ear? Weren't they the very ones Moses led out of Egypt and who was God provoked with for 40 years? Wasn't it those who turned a deaf ear and ended up corpses in the wilderness? And when he swore that they'd never get where they were going, wasn't he talking to the ones who turned a deaf ear? They never got there because they never listened and never believed. So for as long then as that promise of resting in him pulls us on to God's goal for us. Now here's the thing. See, you keep on walking in hope and it is going to turn into full-fledged faith. And faith reaches its final place before the believing, before the receiving, is that you're at rest in that. God said it. He's doing it. It's happening for me now. Uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm completely convinced that what God said he will do. It's not on my time frame, my way. I'm figuring it out. I'm beyond all of that. I've dealt with the doubts. I've dealt with the unbelief. I've chosen to believe. I have put down. Uh, I have battled through the doubts. Yeah. How many of you have had some doubts here lately about anything, maybe everything, or something? Is there someone who's doubted? I mean, I mean, just here you're going along, believing God, full of joy, <coughs> full of peace and that rest, and all of a sudden you wake up one day, and I mean, man, I'm telling you what, went out to get in your car, and the, and the devil done blew it up with, with doubt. Say, there, let's see if you get where you're going. Huh? Blew your stuff up. We had this one old fella was in World War I, and he drove a munitions train with mules and uh <laughs> ben clifford beautiful old man and uh, he was in his 80s when we knew him we told uh told the story he said you know he goes i was thirsty he said so i pulled up to this tavern it was over in europe somewhere and he said i was pulling a munition ammunition a, a wagon load of munitions with uh with some mules he said i hitched them to the hitching post he said i went in to get a drink he said they blew up them mills. 
They blew my wagon up. It's a good thing I was a thirsty. <laughs> That's why I said, you sometimes you wake up, you know, your existence would be kind of doubtful if the thing you was riding in at one moment, you came back at, you know, heard a big bang came out and it was all gone. Anybody ever face life where, you know, I mean, you're riding along smooth sailing. You just went in to get a drink. Normal, everyday thing. And you came back out and what you was riding in is gone. Gone. My peace is gone. My joy is gone. You know, now I'm having to believe for something different than I was when just a few moments ago. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Who blew up his meals? The enemy. Amen. What's that? What's that? Ammunition. Power over the enemy. Who blew it up? The enemy. Not God. God, the Bible says this. It says this. Exasper, it says, remember. It says, if we believe. It says, we received the same promises as those people in wilderness, but the promises didn't do them a bit of good because they didn't receive the promises with faith. If we believe, though, we experience that state of resting, but not if we don't have faith. Remember that God said, exasperated, exasperated. I vowed they'll never get where they're going, never be able to sit down and rest. God made that vow even though he'd finished his part before and before the foundation of the world. Somewhere it's written, God rested on the seventh day having completed his work. But in this other text, he says they'll never be able to sit down and rest. So the promise has not yet been fulfilled. Those earlier ones never did get to the place of rest because they were disobedient. The disobedience that comes from disbelief. They do not have faith in his faithfulness. Let me just tell you something from the foundation, before the foundations of the world, God see, saw you, he knew you, he planned out every day, every step, everything you'd ever face. He planned it all out and then he sat down and says, if they'll just trust me, I'll get them to where they're going. It's done. It's already done. I said, it's already done. Well, now it ain't done. I'm undone. Have you ever prayed to prayer and said, God, I'm undone? Have you ever had the devil point out all the things you haven't done? Have you ever had the, point, the devil point out all the things you did do <laughs> that you shouldn't have done? Has that ever caused fear and doubt and unbelief to come in your life? Are you, are you listening to what I'm saying? I mean, things were going along, God, you know, real good. But see, God just continues on in faith. He just stays on the path of peace. He just keeps on having joy in believing, overflowing. He's filled with, you know, hoping you'll get it. Hoping you'll take some time today to listen and to look. Because he said, listen, it's already done. I'm not all fretting and worrying, fussing with it. I've already done it. It's done. This finished work of salvation is done. You're saved. So why would you think that he's not going to finish what he started? Why would God not finish what he started? Well, he promised this, me and my family, me and my house shall be saved. Now, don't worry, fret over all the details, boy, because I'll tell you sometimes, you know, the devil is in the details. But the direction is right. And the destiny is sure. And we're going to stay trusting God. Some of you have been helped today. Some of you are still focused on, you know, what it ain't, what you don't have, and all that kind of stuff. But I want to encourage you today. I really, really do want to encourage you today. God is up to something, even when it looks like nothing is happening. 
Sometimes God doesn't tell you because you would mess it up. Because he know you. Oh God, I tell you, I need you to do this. And God says, really? But if I do that, the unintended consequences over here. Are you listening? See, I see the bigger picture. You see the peace. Can't you just trust me with the peace? I don't know, God, the peace, the peace, the peace. I got no peace and the peace. I need you to do your part with all your heart. You said you would. I know you could. I don't know why you won't. Well, that's not a believing prayer. Amen? It's happening for me now. I believe that I received it when I prayed. What did I receive? God's help. I believe that the mountain began to move. Don't look at the mountain. Say grace, grace, grace to the mountain. Isn't that right? Speak believing in your heart. And if you can't say anything good, San says don't say nothing at all. Would it be good to say, well, I prayed, but I don't see nothing happening. That's not faith. Are you listening? Well, I prayed, but here's the thing. I'm not walking by what I see, but I'm walking by faith. And I told it to move. It's moving. Who's going to move it? It shall be done for him. I can't do it, but it shall be done for me. So who's going to do it? God. Who am I believing to do it? Who am I trusting God to do what only God can do? I'm trusting God. Amen. Some of you stayed long enough for the bonus question, of which you'll get 25 points. See, you got so many other things wrong, you needed the 25 points. I need a preacher to give me three points. Honey, you needed the 25. Because you are up in the middle of some stuff. And it's going to go one way or the other. And God's going to, however it turns out is how God can turn you towards. He's going to turn you from some stuff and turn you towards some stuff. He's saying, now listen, I know it's been trouble and a struggle in the uh, sowing. It's cost you something, all that kind of stuff. But you now need to look in hope towards the harvest of what I got for you. I'm working a thing. I'm doing something. And I'm taking a little bit of time right here in the middle of the stuff. To give you a little special attention. Now pay attention. Are you listening? Just answer the question. Yes or no. It's worth 25 points. And you know. Because you've been battling and struggling with. With disbelief. Tempted to be disobedient. To the faith. Where you've been. I mean really digging. You know doubt's been digging a hole for you. And you've been handing in the shovel. Are you listening? Are you hearing? And and, and you're in a negative. You need the 25 points. This This 25 point question could mean the difference between this too shall pass. And I'll pass along with it. You may only be here for today. But today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. I'm here to tell you what God started. He's good to his word. Just take him at his word. This cycle of the seasons of 2021. You're going to be more at the end than when you began. When you begun. And what God has begun in you, God will finish. And he finishes well. He finishes well. Amen. You ought to be glad some of it ain't over yet. Because if it was done today, you'd be undone. 
it wouldn't be finished. You, I heard this in my spirit because I really was questioning. When doubts come, we question. I'm not being skeptical, but I'm saying, now God, I know we're in a shift here, but I, and I heard just as plain as day, this scripture says this, that they didn't mix faith with it. One translation says this, and we'll end with this. They wouldn't wait for him to develop his plans for them. See, Jesus is the author, the beginner, the starter of our faith. And Jesus is the developer of our faith. And then he's the finisher of our faith. How many of you may find yourself in the middle and it's really hard to wait for him to fully develop? Because you remember the kingdom that we get excited when the, when the little corn pops out of the ground. And then it gets this high. And then it gets, you know, seven or eight foot high. And we're thinking, oh man, I'm telling you what. Well, you know, if the stock is any indication of how things are going, it's growing good. And then here comes not one, but two. Sometimes you can get even three ears of corn. You don't rush in and, and just because the, the, the full kernel in the ear has to develop. Then. And you know, it just seems like that the last hundred yards, the last three weeks of that fullness in the ear, the fullness in the ear, that's the hardest place because... So-and-so's got corn already. They're having corn. I saw the cobs in the garbage. I've been wanting corn all this time. I've been working. I planted. I sowed. I cultivated. And I still don't have corn. Oh, you've got corn. You just can't eat it yet because it's not fully ready. You're, You're readying. Are you listening? For the ripening. For the reaping. That's for somebody today. You, God's readying you for the ripening while, you, while the things are ripening. Yes. For the reaping. Thank you. For the reaping. Well, we're going to uh, stop today with this part. Listen, I want to thank you for joining us, uh, being here, but also joining us via uh, social media. And we're going to pray this simple prayer. If you are not with Jesus, see. God, God wants you. God's created you to be with uh, Him. And it's simply accepting the work that He has done. What is that work? Well, it's to make you into something brand new. The Bible says a new birth, a new creation. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things passed away. Let's get rid of all that old junk and old stuff in your life with a simple prayer. Say this, Jesus, come into my life. I'm ready for the new. I know that you have new for me. I accept that right now. I believe that God raised you from the dead. And I confess you now as my Lord and my Savior. I say I'm saved. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for receiving me. Thank you for changing me. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, God did what only God can do. And you're, listen, the greatest miracle that could have ever happened has happened for you. And I'll tell you what now, uh, things are going to turn. 
You'll see everything different because you are different. Congratulations. Welcome to the family. If we can help you in any way, we'd love to help you along your way uh, to be here for you. We're here for you as a, a church family if you don't have a church home. But the most important thing is that you're in now in the kingdom of God, a son, a daughter of God. God bless you. And remember this until the next time that uh, we see you come together and be together, that you are so very blessed, so you be at rest. All right. We're going to get you out of here, but maybe there's someone here that just needs a little, you know. You heard the thing go click, and they say not to go beyond the click, but, you know, maybe you just need to be topped off. Maybe you know, you know, the gas gauge doesn't, I am not trusting that. Maybe you know that it, you registered at 24 gallons, but you got a 25-gallon tank. The extra gallons for the idiots, you know what I'm saying? So that light doesn't, <laughs> you have a little extra where that's concerned. Maybe you need a little extra shot where your faith is concerned. I want to pray for you today. I, I'm not going to take the time to ask you to uh, come way up here. But if this has resonated uh, inside of you, see, oh. Uh, a simple act of faith. Isn't just stand up where you are. Pastor Sandy's going to come and dismiss us. But I want to pray a simple prayer over you. There's no mistake that God had you here today to hear this. See? Because God, God knows when, when, we're, uh, when we're serious with Him. When we're simply authentic and honest with Him. Say, God, I am believing you. But I'm going to tell you what now. You know, uh, it's, I find it. I'm running into some difficulty here in the middle. <laughs> well, I want to tell you, you know, you know, I, when you get up in the middle of it, you know, when you're still here but not there, but you're on your way, you know, and here comes some stuff to trip you up. Here comes the test and the trial and the tribulation or temptation if you will. It's always to get you to give up, turn aside, write it off as a maybe this wasn't a God idea, maybe it was just my good idea. After all, after all, the devil say it hasn't happened yet. But our answer has to be, you know what? It is happening. No matter what I feel, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it seems like, I'm going to keep following God. And I know i got to walk this out because the process is I sowed. And I have to trust God and believe God that, that He's working on me. He's working in me. And I'm growing. God's growing me. God's growing me. And isn't that what God's after? To grow you that started out won't be the same you that winds up. Are you hearing? Something is happening right now inside of you. You're having to look and you're having to listen in a greater measure 
than ever before. And you know what? RJ, that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. To have to look and listen like never before. Because it's a little harder to hear. Not really, but it's a little harder to believe and receive what you're hearing as the truth from God. How many of you found that to be the difficulty? I'm here to tell you, it's true. Everything he's promised you, when he quotes his word to you, he'll be true to that. Amen. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare every one of these people that are looking to you and listening to you, that you began a good work in, I thank you that you will be true to your word and that we will take you at your word that we have heard. And Lord, I thank you that you will fill them with hope and joy and peace in their believing of you. And I declare, Father, that there will be an overflowing and an abounding in that hope by the power of the Spirit of God. That they will be strengthened by the Comforter and the Strengthener and the Helper. In Jesus' name, may they have a seek out and may they have a greater dose of the Holy Ghost. Right now, fill them, Father. Fill them afresh and anew with the Holy Spirit where their prayer life has been (coughs) hard plowing, difficult doing. In Jesus' name, God, I thank you that refreshing, 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 refreshing comes. Refreshing comes. Oh, there's nothing like when you're in the uh, hay field and forking up grass in the bucket to and sweating and hot, dear Lord, it's hot to go back over and take a little, take a little cool drink. Oh, how refreshing and renewing that is. It, it's not just a physical thing, but it will be. I mean, in your physical body, you'll feel it. But, but something is renewed. Amen. Take a good long drink of the Spirit of God, of this stream. The Bible says there is a stream flowing out of the river. It's a joy. It's a joy thing. Amen. Hope thing. Look to God. Don't quit. Don't take your eyes off of the prize. Keep pressing forward where that is concerned. And God's going to help you. He's already helping you right now. Sometimes all you need is a little stick to lean on. And a little walking stick, something that you can that you can put a little weight on and it'll it'll help to steady you. Amen. Well here, take this today. Take this today. Take this from the Lord. In Jesus' name. If you will say I do. I am. I haven't. Thank you, Lord, for your help. Amen. You can be seated. Pastor Sandy's gonna come. Now when you stood up was all the faith that you needed. It was all the action that was required where God sees your faith. Ever how much you have. Amen. And He's going to infuse that faith with a little more hope. All you need to do is just soak in this hope for a while. Month of July. What do you got to lose? Everything to gain. Just let God be God. Just let Him develop His plans. Not you, Him develop His plans for you. Amen. Turn you towards the harvest and begin to set some 
hopes in front of you, give you some glimpses in front of you out of the first fruits. Hasn't God been good to you this year? Has God done some things this year? Why just look around. Look around at what the Lord has done. It's just the first fruits. Just the first fruits. It's a foretaste. Amen. Of what? Of the increase and the multiplications that are to come. How many of you believe God today? Amen. Amen. How many of you have been helped today? Tell somebody around and say, I've been helped today. The Word has helped me. The Word is at work in me and for me. And I'm going to stay with the Word of God. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church. Thank you.